0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Tonight's intro joke was performed and written by Marcel Marceau. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe-smoking broadcast. For those of you 18 and over only, yep, 18 and over, proof of ID is required at the entrance. Uh, I am your host, Brian Levine, and it's Tuesday night again. Yeah, Tuesday night, and tonight we're going to talk in pipe parts. I'm going to talk about the billiard yeah the billiard shape give a little bit of uh, insight into my thoughts on the billiard my guest tonight is rob cooper rob's been selling pipes on ebay and uh, has been in the pipe hobby for many many years got some interesting things that we're going to talk about Uh, music suggested specifically by rob for tonight's show got a big mailbag yeah big 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 mailbag and a rant, all that coming up in tonight's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, even in that mailbag, I'll talk a little bit about the uh, about my trip to New York and the New York Pipe Show. Um, however, I will make one comment for you on, uh, well, two things on New York. Uh, one, when walking around New York City, it used to be that if you heard somebody talking to themselves or yelling out loud, you didn't think anything of it. You thought it was just some crazy New York lunatic. Well, now it's somebody on their Bluetooth headphones. And when I was there on Thursday and Friday, to say that the weather was not nice is an understatement. It was snowing, cold, and blustery on uh, Thursday, and then windy, and just even more cold on Friday. But I was really impressed, and you know, Manhattan, uh, really impressed with the Women of Manhattan and how they managed to get around all that snow and ice and stuff on the ground. Still wearing, you know, heels and dress shoes. And I'm sitting there wearing rubber-soled shoes and trying to make sure I hit every step correctly. But these women are hopping through the piles of snow and uh, avoiding the uh, people talking to themselves out loud. Just heading off to work. So, Alright, everybody, if you got a billiard, hey, grab that. Fire up a bowl, sit back and relax. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company. Here we go. This is Internet Radio.
1: If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for dot com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. Cup of Joes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at Cupajoes.com And be sure to like them on Facebook, cupofjoes.com. Quality
2: products at extraordinary prices. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs comprised of quality crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. ¶¶
0: all right, welcome back, and I hope you grabbed your billiard because I want you to take a look at your billiard pipe as I talk you through some of mine and my thoughts and warning, 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 my opinion, and yes, I am the leading expert on my own opinion of what a billiard should look like. And a lot of this stems back from the discussions we've had with uh, with the more established pipe makers and their advice to younger, newer pipe makers is to first figure out how to make a proper billiard. And we know that when we're talking about pipe shapes that a billiard is essentially a straight up and down bowl with parallel walls and has a slight bit of curving to it. Uh, if it's a perfectly, if it's a 90 degree angle on the bottom and then parallel lines going right up and down and Even all the way up to the top, that is much more, to me, of a poker. And yes, there are pokers where the shank comes in at the bottom. And Anyway, a billiard has a little bit of rounding to it. If it gets too round, where it's almost perfectly round, uh, a round bowl, then we get into the apples and the tomatoes and all the other fruits and vegetables. But for now, we're just talking about just the classic billiard. And I think... I think, for my smoking style and for most of us, the billiard is actually the perfect shape of a pipe for us to smoke. The reason I think that is because a billiard tends to be just a little thinner on the thinner bowl walls on the top. And then as you get towards the middle of the bowl, it starts to thicken up. It's that middle of the bowl where we tend to get it hotter, get the pipe going a little hotter. We've been smoking it for... 15, 20 minutes when we get down there. And then by the time you get to the bottom of the bowl, it should have a little more girth. Now I've put a photograph up on the, well, I didn't do it. Kevin did it, but I sent him a photograph of three of my pipes and there are three variations on the billiard. Uh, two of them are artisan pipes. The names don't matter. One of them is a old, is a 1950s factory pipe. They are all billiards. Uh, What I like about all of these pipes is a couple of things. One, the lines of the billiard come down where the shank meets up to it. So it creates those cheeks. So it follows the lines from the front and the back of the bowl, even though the shank is coming in there. Uh, Two, the pipes, the bowls themselves, are just a hair below the shank or should be a hair below the shank, so that you get that illusion that the bowl is attached to the shank, or the shank was added on as a uh, as a secondary piece, even though we know it's one whole piece. Uh, but the the way the lines look to the pipe is so that it looks like the bowl is a separately designed piece from the shank. The other thing that I want you to notice about a billiard is it doesn't it doesn't matter what the length of the shank is. Now if it gets real long then we start calling it a Canadian or a lumberman or a Lovat, but the bowl is basically the same shape. So that shank starts to change it. The billiard to me again is also a comfortable shape to hold because we've got good solid walls and it progresses with my fingers. So as you hold the pipe, your longer fingers are going around the longer side of the of the pipe, uh, or the longer part of the bowl. So when you look at a billiard, look at a couple of things. Make sure that the cheeks of the bowl come all the way around it. Make sure that it's got even walls, and if they've tapered the top, that's okay, because the tapering at the top takes some extra weight off the top of the pipe, which might make it a little unbalanced for you when you're smoking it. Uh, when you're looking at the pipes, especially the one in the top of my of the picture there, you'll notice that it's a little more girthy at the bottom. It's a little more um, a little more cheekier down there. Well, if you start pushing those cheeks out too far then you start getting into like a volcano shape or if you move those cheeks up into the middle of the pipe and you push them out, then you're into like a bulldog or a Rhodesian. If you bring the cheeks all the way up to the top of the bowl and the top is wider than the bottom, well, now you're into a Dublin. Uh, so there's just some variations on where those, uh, where that, that cheekiness or the bulge comes in. And it, it becomes all personal perspective after a while. But take a look at that junction right at the bowl of the right at the bowl and the shank make sure that the lines of the bowl continue on the front side and they match up on the back and look for a pipe maker that can make several billiards and have them look almost the same that's a pipe maker that knows what they're doing and has gotten their craft down just fine if you want to see some examples of classic looking billiards start looking at the old Dunhills the old Barlings and then uh, see what some of the newer guys are doing. All right, there's my opinion on uh, the billiard shape. In just a few minutes, Rob Cooper will be on the phone
3: with me. There's nothing quite like a good book. Or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. It's Saturday morning at the crack of dawn. The cool chill of night still clings to the air as the sun slowly rises over the misty surface of the lake. You've waited all week for just this moment. You know that today is going to be epic. Everything is here to ensure perfection, from the nice full cooler packed with your favorite suds to the other empty one waiting to be filled with piles of freshly caught fish. Reaching into your pocket, you pull out your trusty briar and fill it with your favorite tobacco, aptly named Great Outdoors. It is the perfect smoke for moments like these. A strike, a flash, and your tobacco is lit as the delicious mixture ignites and swirls over your tongue and the deep, rich burlies with a hint of sweet Virginia dance in your mouth. You smile, casting your first line into the water. The slowly widening ripples begin to stir as you feel the first bite of the day tug at your line. Now you know it truly is going to be a good day and a perfect time to enjoy the simple yet unmatchable pleasures of the great outdoors. Great Outdoors is another fine quality pipe tobacco manufactured by Sudliff, America's oldest tobacco company and is available at Fine Tobacconists Everywhere. Enjoy your perfect day by purchasing a tin today.
1: You're listening to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show with host Brian Levine.
0: We are back on the Pipes Magazine Radio Show, and joining me from the world-famous Garden State of New Jersey is Rob Cooper, who many of you may know more as... Coopers' arc, which I'll ask about that in a minute, but Rob, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show.
4: Thank you for having me, Brian. It's great to be here.
0: So, I've known you now for I don't know 10, 12, 14 years, the the time that I've been on the pipe show circuit, but give us some background. Tell us how did you how did you get involved in pipe smoking and then uh, and then eventually pipe collecting and then uh, pipe selling?
4: Okay. Um was in the summer of 1974 we by we my family and I went to a picnic at family friends it's not a picnic a cookout and about a week before I decided I'm going off to college I want to smoke a pipe (laughs) and my father smoked a pipe for a while in the early 1960s and I took one of the pipes off of his rack and it was a yellow bowl. He didn't have any high grade pipes. I think the highest grade he had was a K. Woody. And I remember it was this uh, white colored yellow bowl and I took it out after dinner and uh, started smoking it and my father's friend said, if you want to smoke a pipe, you're not going to stick with it smoking that garbage <laughs> and, and and he went into the house and he disappears for about 15 minutes and he comes out with a shopping bag full of high grade pipes and he said my dentist forced me to quit because my teeth were uh were going crooked and getting bad and I was biting through stems so In in this bag, there were uh, some Barlings and Dunhills, and uh, he explained to me, these are really good pipes. Get some stems made for them. uh, Get them cleaned up, and you will enjoy pipe smoking. So it's what I did. I um, took them to the local pipe shop and sent them off for uh, new stems. Initially, I just did... uh, two Barlings and the two Dunhills. <laughs> and several weeks later, I received them back and uh, took a Middleton's Sherry Blend in a Dunhill 475 shell, uh, packed it as best I knew how, started puffing on it. And it really was no different than the Yellow Bowl. But they, everybody's saying these Dunhills are great pipes. I'm going to stick with this. And every night, uh, kind of living at home, I'm on my parents' front porch, I would fill up a bowl and puff on it. Well, about two weeks into it, all of a sudden, and this is with the Middleton's cherry, that pipe mellowed out, and I had an epiphany. I said, now this is what it's about. And uh, I went off to college the, the following fall with uh, – at Dunhill, and and it was a a Barling Yieldwood straight grain. And this is my beginning pipes, Brian. (laughs) And and so Middleton's Cherry Blend. And uh, and a a buddy of mine uh, started smoking a pipe, and we enjoyed that. But the second year of college, we had a living group group where – there were maybe 30 of us in this living group, but a third of us, about 10 of us were smoking pipes and the, the tobacco of choice then became captain black and coming back from class, uh, in, in a way it would be like the equivalent of walking into a small pipe show today where the guys are congregated in a room talking. As soon as you open the door, Smell the tobacco. You had to go run and fill your pipe and, and, and puff and BS with the guys. <laughs> well, from there, we started making trips to the local pipe shop. And, um, you know, I, I branched out trying some, some other brands such as Costello and, and GBD. One of the guys had a, uh, a Ben Wade pipe, Ben Wade Freehand. And as I'm smoking my Caminetto, I'm looking at that Ben Wade, which was about half the price of the Caminetto. And he looked like he was enjoying it so much more. I knew that my next pipe was going to be a Ben Wade. And in, in those days, in a new Ben Wade pipe, I think the model he got was half sandblasted. It was like twenty seven fifty. dollars I wanted to get a smooth one. It was $55.00. That was a lot of money, and I did what a lot of the other guys would do, make a a down payment of $5, and then over the next uh, month or so, pay it off, and it was paid off, I had the pipe. And, uh, you know, I I enjoyed that uh, Ben Wade, but what also happened in those years, uh, uh, after I... After that time, I lived at home the rest of my my college years, but I also started dating a gal whose parents were in the Danish modern furniture business, and they would regularly make trips to Denmark, combined with my next-door neighbor at home smoked a pipe. uh, That's the one neighbor, and another neighbor smoked a pipe. I'm going to digress a second. The, next, the immediate next-door neighbor passed away. And his son, who I'm still friends with, had me come into their house, go to his father's pipe racks and say, pick a couple for yourself. Just don't take that one, that one, or that one. Those were Dad's favorites, and I want those. Wow. So I, I took a couple of, of pipes and added them to my collection. One was a uh, 1926 Dunhill Patent P.O., and the, and the other was a uh, 1963 Dunhill Shell Prince. And well, these pipes I, I still have to this day, as well as that original Dunhill 475 that I started with. At any rate, the next another next door neighbor, we had a, all had adjoining backyard, was really good friends of, of the family. And in some respects, he was like a surrogate father to me. He started smoking a Larson pipe. And again, the Danish pipe looked like he enjoyed it. Okay, now we go a little further down the line. My dad was one of the first multi-line car dealers in the country. And one of the lines that, that he had was Saab. And that took him to that part of the world. He came back from Larson's shop with a pipe for me that was called Zettervig,
5: mm-hmm.
4: And it's it's the lightest pipe I must have, still have in my collection. Uh, while I loved the pipe, I was disappointed that it was not a Larson. <laughs> and uh, anyway, on my 21st birthday, my girlfriend's parents, who were in the Danish modern furniture business, Came home from Denmark with a Larson, what's called Shape 124, which is a Paul Ilstead designed quarter-bent bulldog, and I finally had a Larson pipe. Well, from there, my pipe collecting, pipe smoking really went down the Danish high-grade path, and... At the peak of doing what I was doing, I had a really nice collection of Six Den Everson and Beau Nord pipes. So it was. It was oh, you know I, I, I was there. But what, what happened over the years, uh, I'm really back to where I started. and that is, the pipes that I and, and over the years, I amassed this gorgeous Danish high-grade collection predominantly. The W.O. Larson Copenhagen-era straight grain pipes uh, that I I still have and and love looking at. But I don't smoke. My smoking pipes in my rotation are my Dunhills and a couple of Cooks, more of the classic shapes, all of them sandblasted. Now, um, bring it some years going forward, one of the things that I I had done to uh, have some money to add pipes to my collection without going into savings was I did some restoration work uh, after Barry Levin died for Nikos Levin uh, on on the high-grade pipes. Uh, I got really proficient in restorations. And... Uh, You know, some years go go by, and eBay comes around, and six months after eBay has been out there, I took some pipes that I had that I really didn't want anymore, and I said, let me try this. And the pipes happen to have been made by Prebenhall, and they did exceedingly well. Uh, for fun, those first couple pipes I did on an auction basis uh, with with a starting price that I would have been happy if they just hit the starting price, right. but they did exceedingly well, and one one of the things that I thought then is, okay, if these did well, we know that Ben Wade, Previn Home Pipes are not made anymore, and they still have to be out there. Pipes and Tobacco's magazine ran an ad for Mike Butera. Uh, I believe it was uh, for, for his tobacco, where they listed in small print all of the uh, pipe shops in the country, along with their phone numbers. And I was a financial advisor at, for 25 years. And after hours, I have a phone. Again, this is pre internet. It's not pre internet days. It's early internet days. Right. But I, I had there, there weren't the, all these shops with web websites up yet. But I, so I used this as a as a telephone list. I was used to from being a financial advisor, calling list, calling list. Says I'm going to call this list, and I'm going to scour the country for any unsmoked Ben Wade and Prebenholm pipes. And which I started to do and I, and I found them and I found some in large quantities and I made an agreement. I will buy them all from you. But if you would allow me to do this in segments, in other words, I'll, I'll get 15 from you and let me come back in another three weeks. I'll get another 15, another three weeks, another 15. And that's what I did. And, uh, I, I, I basically took all the all that I could find off the market, unsmoked. And I did very well with that grouping of pipes. I basically cornered the market and unsmoked um, Ben Wade and Prebenholm and home pipes.
0: Let me ask you two quick questions here. Uh, yes. The Larson smooths and the, the straight grains that you were getting in the 70s, those were when Teddy and... And uh, Tawny Nielsen and all those guys were working at W.O. Larson.
4: Correct, but I also have some that go, many actually that go back to the 1960s when 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 Sven was working there, and when uh, Paul Rasmussen was working there. Yeah, and when former was just a kid, and Teddy uh, and 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 Teddy had just come in. And Tommy wasn't, uh, Tommy was just a kid himself. He was still years from working for Larson.
0: Wow. And last question before we take a break here. Uh, how did, your eBay name is Cooper's Ark. How'd you come up with that?
4: Again, the, the early days of the internet, uh, we needed an email address by we, my family, my wife and I. And last name is Cooper. And at that time, my wife and I were newly married, and she came into the marriage with three little dogs, a a Bichon mix, um, a Maltese, and a Havanese miniature Schnauzer poodle kind of mix. And I had an English bulldog. My son had a guinea pig, and we had a couple of goldfish in the tank. (laughs) I said, this is like... (laughs) It's like Noah's Ark. It's Cooper's Ark. <laughs> with all, with all, you know, sadly, all, all the all those uh, pets are long gone, and today we just have a little
0: Bichon. We'll take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to jump forward into the Chicago show and uh, some of Rob's own personal pipe smoking techniques. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. <laughs>
5: This is Internet Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with uh, Rob Cooper. And Rob, I've had the pleasure of sitting in on a couple of your seminars at the Chicago Pipe Show, and in the past they've all been uh, primarily estate pipe related in the in the state of the uh, the estate market, am I correct? Right, that's right. Yes, yes. And, and um, just in in thirty seconds, can you give an can you give everybody an idea of what those talks have been like?
4: Yeah, in about thirty seconds, I you know, my, my background as a financial advisor, having a hobby in socioeconomics combined with what I do on eBay on a on a daily, weekly basis gives me an idea uh perhaps a finer honed idea than, than typical of what's going on in the estate pipe market and this is what i would convey in my talks over the past years in chicago and you and
0: i a couple of times that i was there I was surprised at some of the uh some of the the answers or the questions that you would get and the answers that you would give so there's some of the uh some of the more interactive seminars I've seen in at the Chicago Pipe Show. Uh but coming up this year, you're doing a whole different slant on your uh on your seminar? Yes.
4: Um what I've observed over the past couple of years in Chicago is there are more and more young guys getting into the hobby and attending the show, which is which is great for the hobby. Yeah. And uh, what I've also noticed, again, being uh, on the Internet for a living and paying attention to what's going on out there, there's a sub-community on the Internet on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And YouTube is is filled with these guys sharing their pipe-smoking experiences mostly young and inexperienced guys there's a couple of of experienced on there but not many and it's you know i want to give a talk to these young attendees a mentoring talk a talk about how to do things the proper way realizing that uh what I'm going to talk about is my opinion. It's my opinion based on 40 years' experience, and as you say, I'm an ex—you know—I'm an expert of my opinion.
0: As long as your wife's well, not around, you are the expert.
4: That's right. <laughs> and uh, you know the, the the thing is, I can give some of these insights that I've I've learned, tips that I've learned, as well as uh, bring to the table. So I know a thing or two about pipes after working on about twenty thousand of
0: them. Just, and uh, that's just a few pipes I've looked at in your lifetime.
4: Uh, oh, I've looked at more. These are the ones I've worked on. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you know that were intimately worked on. You know, I'm doing, uh, you know, all the all the cleaning and restoration of. And uh, I, I want to talk about that. I want to I want to talk about uh, the. Choice of tobaccos. I want to talk about etiquette. I want to talk about hygiene. I want to talk about how part of, part of the hygiene is hygiene of the pipe as well as personal hygiene in smoking the pipe. So, you know, I, 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 in addition, what I'm doing at the show is I'm going to give a Dunhill pipe away to one of the attendees. As that as you go back to what I said a little while ago one of my first pipes was a Dunhill. And the first pipe I had the epiphany of pipe smoking with was a Dunhill. And yes, there is clearly a difference in pipes and how they perform. And I believe that the right pipe is more important than the right tobacco. You know, I I hear and see a lot of guys smoking corn cobs today. And I'm not dissing corn cob pipes. But The experience of smoking a well-engineered briar that one smokes over the course of a lifetime and enjoys over the course of a lifetime and properly takes care of provides an experience that only gets better every year. And this is what I want to go over in the talk and as to why this happens.
0: Would you agree that a properly engineered, properly made uh, briar pipe will be much more forgiving to a poorly packed bowl or to tobacco that's maybe a little too young or a little too wet?
4: I think everything has to come together. And what I'm also going to go talk about in, in, in this mentoring talk is the proper storage of tobacco. And that storage is going to vary depending on where one lives in the country. If one lives in the Pacific Northwest where it's a, it's a, a damp area, the tobacco is going to have to be stored differently than, uh, than in the Southwest where it's a dry area. Everything has to come together, but I'm saying, with the pipe, is a well-engineered pipe will provide, given the same tobacco, will provide a much better and much more enjoyable experience than a lesser briar. And I, I can't. I and you understand what I'm saying. I can't get yeah. into well. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I follow with you cuz it it's a combination okay. of everything hitting the hitting the right you know, hitting at the right yeah, moment.
4: Yeah, uh, it's not only that. It's 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 where one is enjoying putting that combination together and enjoying that combination. I and an example I like to talk about with people, you can have this fabulous steak dinner. And but that steak dinner was served on a buffet line in Manhattan and Midtown at lunch hour where everybody's at tables uh, shoulder to shoulder. And the commotion and the noise and, and, and uh, the distractions and you're eating that steak and you have to get back to work and uh, it, it's you're hurried. Now you take that same steak you put it in an environment where you're you're dining in a serene area, maybe outside on the side of a bay looking at lights, white linen tablecloths served by a waitstaff, it's going to be a much more enjoyable experience. You know, the music playing in the background, unhurried, much more enjoyable. And the same with with the pipe. You can take that pipe and, and tobacco and Smoke it in a situation where you're not totally relaxed and and don't have what we'll call serenity or or beautiful scenery around. It's going to be a whole different experience.
0: And as I've explained to people, uh, I have a straight Virginia blend that I absolutely love as the first bowl or two of the day, but only in times where it's warm, humid weather. There you go. Uh, there you got oh, briefly for the for the people that can't make it to the pipe show, and we've talked about this in the past, so that's why I want you to I want you to say it and and kind of uh, kind of spill the beans on the seminar, but your uh, your personal mouth hygiene is you're the only one I've ever heard it from, so I'd like if you don't mind to uh share your uh share your mouth hygiene with everybody. Okay.
4: One of those first mentors was one of my neighbors, my next-door neighbor, who happened to be a dentist. And he was my dentist. So we combine where I received the pipes from my father's friend, who was chewing through the, the, the bits, and his dentist told him, you're ruining your mouth, you have to quit, to my buddy, who's the dentist, and my dentist. And the the... the what he impressed upon me early on was you gotta brush the inside of your cheeks, you have to brush your tongue, and you must water pick, water pick, water pick. And and do he said, because the the, the smoke will eventually erode your gums and, and make them irritated. So I've gotten into a habit over the years of water picking twice a day and I have great gums. And I also believe that a clean mouth will make a better tasting pipe.
0: Do you think also that the, uh, by, I mean, uh, neither one of us are doctors, but I wanted to play doctor a lot of times with people, uh, women, um, especially when I was younger. Uh, Do you think also that that by doing the water picking and brushing and, and keeping your mouth clean that you're, removing some dead cells which might help keep some live oh, you know, keep the live ones there for them to actually receive the taste
4: absolutely absolutely it it's no different than cleaning your pipe after you're done smoking it before you put it back on the rack yeah you have to uh refresh it from the experience you just had clean the palate so to speak yeah
0: yeah makes Makes perfect sense to me. Uh, Going back to your eBay business, real quick. uh, What's the most expensive pipe you've ever sold? Or what? How about this? What's the What's the highest dollar dollar amount for a single pipe? Without mentioning the brand or anything.
4: It was uh, in the fifteen thousand dollar area, and I think you would know the brand.
0: Uh, I'm guessing it might be Bo somebody. Uh, you got it. It was <laughs> Bo Nord. <laughs> uh and how many and, and it's,
4: it's interesting it's interesting, Brian. That that happens to be a question that I'm asked by a lot of people. Dude. People that aren't even in the uh pipe community. And uh many times people who are outside of our hobby are astounded at some of the the prices that I mentioned to them of what pipes bring,
0: and to find you on eBay, it's simple. You just search Cooper's C O O P E R S A R K. Cooper's Ark as the seller. Yes, that's it. All right, we will. Uh, uh, besides, I'm looking forward to your seminar this year because I definitely, if I hope, I, I definitely hope the work doesn't get in the way and I can get in there and. Thankfully, I'm not doing a seminar this year, so that frees me up. Uh, it,
4: it, will be, it will be worthwhile to hear. Unfortunately, because of your age, you won't qualify for the Dunhill drawing. I'm going to uh, keep that to the younger guys, 30 years of age and younger. And uh, also, I, I had uh, McClellan's make-up And tin some tobacco, which is the perfect starter tobacco, and we hope that we'll have enough to give everybody a tin of that. Mike and Mary McNeil were very gracious in doing that for
0: me. Well, I'll just find the kid that wins the Dunhill, hit him with my walking stick, and take it from him.
4: There you go. Don't do that. I want that kid to look back 40 years from now and say, You know, that was a great pipe that served me well over my life. All right, I won't do that.
0: I'll just... Don't do that. Okay. I'll I'll just enjoy the seminar. There
4: you go. There
0: you go. So we'll wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer. Just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yes. What is your favorite pipe?
4: You know, I... Really don't have a favorite. I, I have a collection. I don't know how many pieces there are in the collection. Perhaps 125, but the most of them I don't smoke. I, I actually have a very small smoking rotation of about eight pipes, and it's really any one of them that I'm enjoying at that moment. And uh, of those, I, well, I was going to just elaborate yeah. of of those pipes. You know, it's. It, there's a couple of uh, uh, Jim Cook pipes that I enjoy, my uh, sandblasted quarter-bent bulldogs, which is my shape of choice, and then my uh, my Dunhill Cumberlands and shells. Uh, funny thing is I have two of those Dunhills are of the same shape made of, of the, from the same year, and that way I can enjoy – Say a given day where I'm I'm traveling, I can have that pipe with me and I come home in the evening should I want to have another bowl, I have the, uh, the other pipe. They're identical. I can feel the difference because of the sandblasting with my hand, but to look at them, they're indistinguishable.
0: And what's your favorite tobacco?
4: I really enjoy the McClellan's Virginia's, but in particular, number 27.
0: What's your favorite drink? My
4: favorite drink, uh, my go-to would be coffee. However, you know, if you ask my real favorite, I love a chocolate malted milkshake, but I limit myself
0: to one of those a year. <laughs> uh, when it's time to relax, <laughs> is it a book, a movie, or music? Oh, definitely music.
4: Uh, music is, is, and, and audio are my real passions. As passionate as I am about pipes, it really pales in comparison to the music in my audio. That's nothing better other than smoking a pipe. Uh, It is coming into my sound room and just getting lost in music. It's a great way to relax.
0: And last but not least, any particularly favorite uh, pipe smoking related memories? Yes, I
4: have two of them. The first was in I don't know 37 years ago 1978 February about this time of year I was still in college and I'm living at home school was canceled that day because a snowstorm a big snowstorm was coming in and all businesses were shutting down my next-door neighbor was uh again the dentist and I went over to his house with my uh, Ben Wade and Poucher Captain Black, and he had his Larson and tin of McBarons, And he had a big bay window off the the kitchen where there was a, a, a large kitchen table and a fireplace. And we sat there and talked and BS about everything and everything in the world for hours from about uh, three in the afternoon to nine in the evening while we were smoking our pipes, enjoying the fire. And the fun part of the story is I was supplying the wood from my dad's um, stack of cherry wood where we just had a cherry tree cut down um, earlier that year, and this was just prime wood. And we must have used half that cherry wood. And I just remember two things after that day. Uh, my my neighbor and I were both complaining the next day how sore our tongues were from the tongue bite of just bowl after bowl and my dad being so pissed that we used half of his cherry wood and uh, it just was a a great memory Um, goes back to just a simpler time in my life visiting the neighbor and enjoying bowl after bowl on a snowy winter day. The second memory was in the early 1980s, where I attended my first pipe show in Atlanta, Georgia, and I had to be in Atlanta that weekend anyway, as my cousin was getting married, uh, but I had time to go to the pipe show, I also was a time, and this was like everything confluenced at the same time, there was an RTDA show there. Oh, wow. And I made a point to meet Ola and Inga Larson at that pipe show, and it was the first time of several that I got to meet them. And being a Larson collector at that time, this to me was meeting the celebrity of celebrity and, and his wife. And it was just, I was on cloud nine. In fact, with my Larson collection that I have it displayed in my library, I have a photo that was taken of that day with with me and in Ola Larson, so special was the day and then at the pipe show, I met another Larson collector. I met Richard Carlton Hacker, who wrote all the great pipe books of the day, as well as others and I re- really found it invigorating to attend that show among one of the memories of that show was a pipe that I originally owned and traded off somewhere, and there it was, somebody selling it at the show. So I, I got my first taste of, wow. these things do recirculate and, and <laughs> circulate among the collectors. But those are the two memories that, that stick out. There have been so many memories along the way, Brian, in the past 40 years, so many wonderful acquaintances. And this is the where I'm going to be starting my my mentoring talk that by going down this path, it's not just about the pipes and the tobacco. It's about the wonderful people that one will meet and associate with along the way. And I can tell you this, pipe smokers are among the most upstanding, honorable, and nice guys you'll ever meet, and smoking the pipe and enjoying it brings one into the fold of our tribe, of these great guys. And it's an experience that will really, I think, enrich your life.
0: Rob, I'm looking forward to the seminar and looking forward to seeing you.
4: Thank you, Brian. And thank you for having me on the show. I greatly appreciate it. And I hope somebody at least picked up a tip about keeping their mouth clean.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or not having a dirty mouth
4: like me. Uh, (laughs) there you go (laughs) well dirty internally or what comes out of it
0: on that note thanks again for joining me and we'll be back in just a minute
1: craftsmanship history, tradition These are the hallmarks of all quality products, from the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany. Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Barron Tobacco Company, and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years. years ago. In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose-cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of Modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company, available at fine tobacconists everywhere.
5: There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Mearsham corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com.
0: Well, now I feel like I need to brush my teeth again, but um, uh, as Rob mentioned, he is an audiophile and suggested for tonight's music. It's a song called Pipe Dream by Asleep at the Wheel, and this goes back, oh, about uh, 30, 40 years, so hope you enjoy it.
6: Solitude beyond compare When lights are low Music fills the air So I'll set and blow My pipe dreams everywhere Maybe till my pipe goes out Goes out I've watched my smoke rain As they drift away My heart goes with them Each night and day So I'll set and blow My pipe dreams everywhere Baby, till my pipe goes out Goes out In imagination I'm alone with you in my rendezvous of green I need inspiration to contend with you I'm all alone, it seems, it seems Just like a derelict I have sailed, life have seen the imagination gets the best of me. So I'll sit and blow my pipe dreams everywhere, baby, till my pipe goes out. Like a derelict, I have sailed life sea imagination gets the best of me though so I've sat and blown.
0: many of us can blow uh, smoke rings? I know I can do it. Need need to be in a quiet, still room to do it, but uh, yeah, I can get some pretty good smoke rings out there blowing away, and I really like that. Hadn't heard that before.
5: Yes! You have new
4: mail.
0: Yahoo! Alright, in the mailbag. Personal note, if you all could do me a favor, today is my son Kevin's birthday, not the one producing the show. Yes, my son... My actual son, Kevin is uh, twenty three today. He's down in Orlando at Walt Disney World. Hey, if you're on Facebook, go to his Facebook page. It's Kevin Levine, and uh, tell him tell him that uh, your dad said to that his dad said to say uh, happy birthday. so that'll be fun. All right, um let's see real quickly, going back to uh, the Regis McCafferty episode. And uh, Burr Oak wrote, uh, This is one of my favorite episodes, the tips from Mr. Levine, and the interview from Mr. Cafferty are excellent. 26 Days is now at the top of my to-read list. Please let me know what you think of it once you've read it. That'd be wonderful. Last week, with Ethan Brandt. Uh, young Blacksmith, a brand new member on Pipes Magazine, writes, Listen today and I've been following Ethan's column since he started. Really enjoy the drink education and pairing suggestions. I'm in that middle generation too, Brian, although just a scooch younger than you. Enjoyed your perspective on what the younger crowd needed to do. I get out and pipe in public as much as possible when out on the town. The most I can hope is I inspire someone else to go out and pick up a pipe and consider its use. As always, thank you for hosting and thank Kevin for being the guy behind the scenes Aaron, Aaron, yeah, I, uh, I think one of the things that we, you know, the biggest thing that we can do as people smoking a pipe out in public is uh, show them that we're just uh, regular people enjoying a, enjoying a hobby of ours. And we can also show them how enjoyable it is. Uh, let's see, John Seiler writes, hi, Brian, sounds like you had a nice time in KC and St. Louis. It's nice to see that the show will go on next year. I do not think I've met Ethan Brandt. His schooling and interests are quite vast and fit in well with the pipe. His chart is a good guide for a beginner. Not being much of an, an biber, I don't have the experience that Ethan possesses. I like his comments on the Russian carvers. Nice interview. Uh, Jethro Tull, surprised it was not Aqualung. Uh, John, you know me better than that. Aqualung would be too easy to pick out. Um and then uh, in response to the rave brag, yeah, it's nice to have kids that do not feel that do not feel into peer pressure. Likewise, you smoke the pipe and tobacco that you enjoy. Stick to your guns. Do we really have to listen to this show every week? I know I must have succumbed to peer pressure. Yeah, sure, great show. Keep up the work. Um, yes, you must listen to the show every week. And to clarify things for a few people that are a little confused. Comes out Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Every week, a brand new show. And let's see, Fuel Pump writes, Enjoyable show. Wish I could have gotten over to St. Louis, but had other obligations that I could not get out of, no matter how much I wanted. Sounds, like, <laughs> sounds to me like the wife uh, wanted something to do. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, sounds like you had a nice trip. At least you had some time to unwind. Ethan's articles have been reintroducing me to some of the great older mixed drinks. I had forgotten a lot of the original greats since trends have brought us such horrific drinks as a peanut butter teeny. Uh, Oh, God, I don't even want to think of a peanut butter teeny. Uh, He said he looks forward to the absinthe drip article. I had absinthe. Several years ago when I was in Hong Kong and just got back into it a few months ago. <laughs> I wonder if it just wore off a few months ago. Uh, so he's interested to see if he comes up with some of the same observations as I. And uh, peer pressure was the buzz when I was at school too. But if you're taught correctly by your parents, it's easier to ignore. Great show. Look forward to seeing you all in Chicago. And, uh, Russian bearded man says, awesome interview. Would love to see that Xenomorph pipe by Andre Savanko. I Googled it, but nothing came up. Uh, Ethan, if you're listening, maybe you can post a picture of it. Uh, finally, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, New York pipe show or the, uh, Newark pipe show in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, Big, big shout out for hospitality in the New York area. One, the, I don't know what you call them, but the customer service people at the Newark airport that help you get to and from the air train that gets you to the terminals and all that stuff. Wonderful people, all really nice. All really a pleasure to deal with. Uh, Thursday and Friday, weather was terrible, as I said. However, lots of great smoke shops. The uh, two Davidoff stores, in particular the Nat Sherman Townhouse, is a beautiful place to go and smoke and full of people smoking. And pipes and tobaccos are readily available there. Uh, When you are shopping in Manhattan and you want a proper fedora, let me suggest two places. Uh, Worth and Worth up on 57th. And you can Google them. They sell online. And then JJ Hatter's. Both places, got a couple of new hats, really excited with them, real top quality and uh, not overly priced. On Saturday, the pipe show was well attended. It is a smaller show. It is more like the older shows where there's a lot of trading and uh, horse trading going on. And a a lot of collectors again showing their wares. A few pipe makers there. Couple of us tobacco folks, me showing some McBaron and Sutliff product, and uh, Russ Russellette was there showing off his wear. So it was good to see Russ again. And then again, a big shout out goes to the New York Pipe Club for their hospitality, in particular to Mike Beltranina for uh, driving me to uh, JR Cigar after the uh, after the pipe show and hanging out and dinner and smoking and just a great place and they had uh, music so that was a lot of fun it was a uh, busy long weekend but a good time even though the weather was kind of lousy but <laughs> anyway it is new york and uh, what can you do all right next pipe shows coming up is uh april 11th am i right kevin um April 11th, the Raleigh Pipe Show in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina at the fairgrounds. And then the big one is in Chicago and St. Charles, Illinois, May 2nd and 3rd. And it really gets started the end of April, April 29th, 30th, May 1st, 2nd, 3rd. So uh, hope to see you all there. And in just a minute, rant time. This is Internet Radio.
1: Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favourite blends outside of the US? 4 stocks all of your favourite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from 4Noggins.com. is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the US and international with no worries fornoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs.
0: The
5: Carolinas and the tobacco tradition have been woven together generation after generation. From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the coastal low country, it's an integral part of our culture and heritage, building our beautiful tapestry. Cornell and Deal is proud to blend our pipe tobaccos in the Carolinas. Our history with tobacco dates back to the mid-1800s. And in that time, we've perfected a variety of blends. The Carolinas have given us the perfect backdrop to do just that. Whether you're a fan of the rich Virginias, bold Latakias, spicy Pariks, or unique aromatics, we've got a tobacco that's just right for your discerning taste buds. At Cornell and Deal, we live all things pipe tobacco. Blending it, smoking it, and enjoying the company of those who share our excitement. Tobacco. It's what we do. Stop by CornellAndDeal.com
0: City of Charlotte has done it again, done another dumbass thing. Well, here's what they did. The Time Warner Cable Arena, which is our brand new arena that we built just to get an NBA team back here, and we ended up with uh, the poor excuse that we have for an NBA team there now. Uh, the the arena was never allowed smoking inside but had smoking sections off the yeah you know, outdoor smoking sections off the main concourse and they were comfortable and you could go outside if the weather wasn't terrible you could go out there and sometimes I'd go out and watch the scalpers down below and it was kind of okay well, They've announced that coming up this month they will be 100% smoke-free on the entire property as with all city and government buildings are 100% no smoking whatsoever no smoking here no smoking there you can't even smoke outside and if you can't if you go out of the ticketed entrance you can't get back in so guess where I'm never going again And if I find out that they're letting Michael Jordan smoke his cigars in his office in there because he owns the basketball team, well, that'll just be the end of it even more for me. I'm not going back because they won't let us smokers have our own little outside balconies to go huddle on. And uh, you know what? I guess I don't need to go back there anymore. And besides that, we haven't had a good NBA team there since, uh, since it opened, ever. So why go there anyway? And they charge an outrageous fortune for parking and for everything else. Alright, so Time Warner Cable Arena in the city of Charlotte saved me a bunch of money that I can now spend on uh, new pipes and stuff like that. Alright, please make sure and leave ratings and reviews for us on iTunes. Tell all your friends about the Pipes Magazine radio show if you are interested in advertising on the Pipes Magazine radio show, please contact Kevin Godby at PipesMagazine.com, Kevin at PipesMagazine.com. Got any questions or comments about the show, post them on the uh, radio show page, or you can email them directly to me, Brian at PipesMagazine.com. I love all the comments. I love all the people that come up to me, and I see at uh, pipe shows or in pipe shops, and I do appreciate all those kind words and glad you all enjoy the show. So, with that, we'll wrap this one up. And thank you to Rob Cooper. Thank you all for tuning in. And thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. And until next time.
3: Bom-ba-dee-da. He's smiling Bom-ba-dee-da. on Bom-ba-dee-da. Who
6: cares about the clouds when we're together Just ah. sing a song and think about sunny weather
3: Happy train
0: If a tree falls in a forest and lands on a mime, does it make any noise?